Hey everyone, this is Tyra. Thanks again for tuning in to Living Your Best Life. Again, this is a podcast for inspiring all people through everyday scenarios. Today's topic, I'd love to go over dating in 2018. I know people that follow me on Instagram and know me personally know that it's one of the things that I find to be pretty interesting nowadays, and that's possibly because I'm single and I'm dating. (laughs) So um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about in the dating world is the lack of connection and the desire of physical. And it makes a very interesting dynamics depending on which side you lean closer or towards the most. So, for an example, there's many people, men and women, old, young, any race, that believe that dating should be initially physical and later a connection would be sparked. I find this to be a little scary, um, but I understand 100% where they're coming from. Having that approach makes things fun and exciting and you know emotions are more intense and stimulated by physical and activity and a different type of connectedness while on the other side of the coin the chemistry and connection piece and emotionally you know into someone that's to me is something that's longevity and unbreakable if you spend time doing those things while dating then you're more likely to like really like someone you're likely to gain a best friend or a confidant which I feel like is necessary in order for a thriving relationship to come out of it if there's too much physical too soon then you never get to that chemistry connected level and if there's no physical then it may lead you into the friend zone and you'll never be able to get to that desire intimate level. So add social media or the millions of different dating apps into the picture. This just adds an additional level of complexity. The world is already full of options, but imagine meeting an amazing man or woman and knowing that this person has 10 other women that he's pursuing, it kind of takes off the level of interest because your competition is many. And it can go other ways as well. The interest and attention and time available to encourage or foster a connected or chemistry level relationship is going to be limited based on those circumstances. So I find it to be very peculiar in 2018 to meet quality men. And I'm sure there's men out there that feel the same. Um, But I hope that in our love and affection for technology, we realize that there's definitely some 
issues with it, especially when it requires you to actually interact with each other and beyond the platform. <laughs> so um, a couple of things I just want to put out there for all the single people or people out there that's dating or considering leaving their existing relationship and hopes of finding their soulmate. Be stern on your standards. It's the only thing that is yours. And when I say standards, I'm speaking of things that are important to you, like your values, your morals, your, you know, desires for yourself, and most importantly, don't losing yourself. Those are standards that we should have in dating, and they should never be compromised. Now, things that you could potentially waver on, which is my next point, are your beliefs and your wants and sometimes your needs and your requirements for dating. So, for example, if I'm a person that is really interested in someone, I might lack a belief or behavior because I'm recognizing that this is something that's worth compromising in order to gain more insight into this person. A behavior or belief is something that should be normalized and at the choice of the person, not pushed or forced by the other. For example, if I prefer not to go out every single weekend, I shouldn't be chastised about it. I want a partner that understands that I prefer to do other activities than to go to a lounge or a nightclub. I would rather save up my time in duckies, my money, for maybe taking a trip in a month or two so that I feel I'm using my time wisely and I'm not getting burnt out on doing the mundane meaningless activity activities so that's a behavior and a characteristic that I might you know change depending on the circumstances but it has to be on me if my potential suitor has a problem with it they're more than welcome to express it but the result may not change especially if they're not being understanding to why there's a gazillion different scenarios that can play into that, but let me move on to the next point, which is being comfortable being alone before you start dating. I think some people jump into relationships after relationships so soon that they don't even know why that other relationship ended, what contributor factors that they played into that relationship not working. What are areas in their life that they need to improve on? And being more grounded in solitarity. And I mean that in the most respectful way. Some people just are scared to be alone. And it's really unfortunate because I find so much peace within myself being able to 
not have to be stimulated by someone else, especially after a breakup or after a life event. And I feel like being grief-centered allows me the time and energy and mental capacity to prepare to date because even though some situations are good to get out of, they still take something away from you, whether it being time, energy, love, changing routines, all of that is something that's going to change your life routine. Therefore, you're going to have some levels of impact. But not spending time with yourself is a great way to not meet the person that you should be meeting. So with that being said, I don't want to make this too long, but I just wanted to make sure that if anyone's out there is dating in this world, just respect yourself. There's a few ways that you can do this and following those three things that I mentioned are easy and also just don't compromise yourself. Always be gracious, remain in your dignity, and respect yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in again to another episode of Living Your Best Life. I hope I inspired someone out there to do better in this dating world. And until next episode, be blessed. So this episode is going to be about modern dating part two and the reason I want to continue to talk on this topic is it's relative to many people and it's so different than what it was 20 years ago even 10 years ago so please sit back enjoy the episode and I hope to get some feedback and some comments from you all. Again, this is Tyra and you're listening to Living Your Best Life and I'm super excited about this topic because ah, it's just one of those things that if you're single, you either love it or you hate it. Right now, I'm in love with being single because I'm just not meeting the type of men that I want to commit to. And this brings me to the focus of this conversation. So I'm in Atlanta and I've heard way too many times about the broken women out here. And when I say broken, I mean these guys are savages. They are relentlessly shaming the women they're dating because they simply didn't match them. And some of the things that I hear are, oh, they want to become husband and wife after day one. Or, you know, they didn't know that I wasn't seeking a relationship and now they're upset when I reiterate to them that I'm not interested in a monogamous relationship. So I'm just kind of flabbergasted to say the least by these being things that are issues for men these seem like pretty reasonable things that women should want in a mate and sure if you're not on the same page why does it have to be so contentious 
yeah, I know some women may agree to certain things that later they may not. And why is it not okay to just relive that conversation to see if everyone's still on the same page from the initial introduction? The whole, what am I looking for, quote unquote, topic. So after hearing about this for eight-ish months of being single, um, I thought about it. And I was like, wow, it's not you, girl. It is them. They are broken. They're bringing the baggage from previous circumstances to your footsteps. And they're the ones who are insecure and unsure about what they want. The men are the broken ones out here in Atlanta. Sure, there's definitely a ratio difference between how many men it is to women. But one thing that I can say, and maybe this is just me, but there's plenty of good women that are not going to take your shit. It's just not happening. If you want to be single, we're going to let you be single. If you want to be a polygamist, we're going to let you be a polygamist. Even though you're not the right person for us, that's fine. Enjoy your lifestyle. It's not going to change the way that I feel about what I'm looking for. And I won't, and many of us won't, compromise or sacrifice ourselves ever again to accommodate to something that's not within us already it comes a point in time where I think that men should realize that their ask isn't more important than a woman's ask so for example if I ask you to be on time for a date or meet up quote unquote I expect you to be on time because time is the only thing that we both are level neither of us has an advantage we both get 24 hours in the day so why would you be late why not just set the date for a later time if you know you can't meet the time that was selected or agreed upon. And for women, because I don't think that we are innocent by any means, being a little reasonable if someone does disrespect your time. It doesn't have to completely ruin your evening. You can set your expectation that you won't be disrespected, but you can still enjoy yourself. Don't be the bitter, bitter, mad lady the whole night. That's uncomfortable for everybody. But what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is modern dating, you have to compromise, but you should not sacrifice and compromise your desires and the things that you deserve. If you deserve a shithead, savage, fuckboy, ruthless jerk, that means you're probably the same. You're probably a crazy, high-strong, 
controlling bitch because those are the things that men say about women (laughs) so you're perfect for each other but if you're a lady and you respect what your desires and your wants are and you're not going to compromise those things to accommodate someone else's current situation or where they're at or their needs you're not doing anything wrong and that goes for both sides But I will say, men, please, please look in the mirror before you call another woman broken. Because I have evidence that there's plenty of men out here broken projecting themselves as these high-value, high-quality men. And the reality is, you really do need time to work on yourself. You need time to understand why... You are where you are in your relationship, in your career, in all the areas of your life. And the same for some women. The moment that you spend that quality time learning yourself, you might be able to be more fluid with your communication in the dating world because your your messages do not apply to every single woman. So be careful when you call a woman crazy or if you think that everyone's trying to jump in an immediate relationship with you or that they were too into you too quickly. Interest is just that. And some people's interest takes different shapes and forms. But the moment that you plant the seed that is more than what it is, is you putting someone in another in a box that you've been in. You can approach them without it being contentious and just make sure you guys are on the same page so i hope whoever's listening to this you're prepared for your next meetup or date and you check your pride and your past baggage at the door so that you can get to know this person wholeheartedly who knows it could be the love of your life and that would make 2019 a big huge blessing for you Well, I'm going to go ahead and turn off this episode, but please stay tuned. I'm going to be talking about more dating in modern times, and I know it sounds really weird to say it that way, but man, don't I miss the 90s. (laughs) Well, it was cool talking to y'all. I look forward to hearing your comments. Bye. Hey, Denise. Can you hear me now? I can. Hey, okay, so this segment is about modern dating 2019 with the technology and stuff like that. So um, we'd love to get your perspectives on some of the topics and how it is today with, you know, online dating and, you know, the challenges of meeting people in a world where there's so many different distractions. So first thing, let's talk about, okay, you're in South Florida. I'm in Atlanta. I'd love for people to hear some of the similarities or differences of how it is to date in two of the top 10 cities in the U.S. So let's start there. So how has your dating experience been going? Uh, That's a very good question. I would say it's... It's up in the air right now. Um, I just feel like 
a lot of times we're just too busy. But at the same time, I feel like if I wanted to make it work, I would make the time for it. Okay. And do you think that you're not making it work because the quality of the person that you're dating or is it other challenges that might make it more difficult to make it work? Um, I would say some of the challenges right now would be um, me trying to make bigger moves for myself, um, career change, um, my son, and, you know, spending time with him. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Okay. But I'm open. I just feel like right now I haven't met someone that I am willing to cut short doing this to give that enough energy. Oh, then my favorite sacrifice. Okay, so since you brought that topic up, sacrifice is like to me one of the tell alls in the dating world if someone thinks you or not. And um, like you, I don't think that there's anyone that we should be making an entire sacrifice for if they're not making any concessions or sacrifices either. It's a reciprocity, for lack of a better term. Like, you'll you'll deal with those people that are putting in the same level of effort to have something more meaningful. I agree. I absolutely agree. And we both have to put in effort, but at the same time, there's always going to be, I think, one one person that wants it more. And uh, especially if... Do you think that it depends on who approached who or who initiated the conversation should put in more work or what do you I, think about that? That's a good one. Um, I think personally that it shouldn't be anyone's responsibility, not a single person's responsibility to keep the momentum. I think it is a shared desire for each person if they are interested in the other, no matter so, who is more interested in than the than the other because that's traditionally how all relationships are from (laughs) i hate to say it from a mother and and child relationship all the way to those very minuscule relationships like an interaction at the, the grocery store someone's gonna do more than the other just because and it sometimes lands in your lap and sometimes lands in the other person's lap and, you know, at any given time, the, the potatoes could, you know, be put in your hand. So it really just depends on what you're going to do once it is in your hand. Once you have the momentum, what are you willing to do to take it to the next level? Okay. So do you believe that there are stages? The uh, liking stage, okay. you're interested, you're like and love. And what do you think about that? Oh, yeah, you're, you're talking my language. um so for the stages of dating um I think that even though there's a lot of people that may not agree with me on this but I think that there's five levels to advancing a relationship and it starts at a very surface level interest and that's just you know the physical like all right you know you look good to me I look good to you we like each other at that level And once you can advance that, then there's the actual interest. Like, I want to know what this person likes, what they don't like, their pet peeves. 
you know, what they expect in a woman and what I can expect from them, um, what's their desired love language and communicative skill, um, if they have anything that they're working on and that I can help them with, or do they prefer to meet their accomplices alone, you know, things like that. That's where you're at that interest level. This is where most people fall off of the wagon of like getting to know someone because they don't put the level of effort in to get that deep and in modern dating it's a hundred percent because of the distractions there's just way too many people easily available at a fingertip literally like your phone there's instagram there's snapchat there's tinder bumble you name it there's something that can steal someone's attention in a hot second so being able to know that and be okay with it and know that, hey, this is just what it is and not take it so hard will allow you to, you know, not waste time on people that are easily distracted. And then the ones that are able to meet that threshold of effort to advance to likeness, because likeness is like, hey, I want to, I want to date this person. I want to go places with him and her and I want to meet his friends and her friends and family and maybe take a trip across the country you know, that is where you want to be for a good solid period of time. And the time isn't defined by, you know, someone's clock or checkbox on their, their accomplishments. It is when both people feel inclined that they can call each other a partner or a significant other or a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever title they want to call it. But that's level three. And then well, then after you get into the likeness and it's there for a while and you start catching feelings and falling for them, then love comes and it's so beautiful and magical and intense and vulnerability kicks in and everyone's like their rawness is out and their, their walls are down and it's fun and it's invigorating and it's, you know, scary sometimes. But that's where love is captured in the beauty of it. And then the very, very last stage, which people do not hardly see this stage because it's so traditional or old school, for lack of a better word, adore. Like when you get to the point where you adore someone, all your expectations, your, you know, stupid little rules, all that stuff goes out the window because this person has done everything in his power to show you that he only sees you or her if it's a male and you just adore them with all of you and you just, you know, are just sucked into their likely, like their like libelness. I can't even say the word, but you <laughs> adore them. It's, it's amazing. And it's hardly ever attained. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Have you been able to see any of those stages in the last few years in your love life? Um, No. The easy answer is no. But here's the thing that I think I get caught up with is that I consider myself old school in the sense where I'm not comfortable with dating multiple people. So I find myself getting to know one person and it doesn't work out and I kind of get discouraged where I don't like, then I'm like counseling everyone else out that I was talking to just for this one person and but that's I'm okay with it but it just I just find myself well going backwards and it's kind of like too late so how do you view with 
multiple dating? Is that something you tell someone in the liking stage, industry stage, or like when do you know when to cut the other people off in dating? That's a very good question. And actually, I am 100% a person that condones dating multiple people as long as it's not being sexual with multiple people at the same time. Um, Gotcha. So um, with that being said, you know, you can. I'm not telling anyone how to take care of their body parts, their adults. But um, what I'm saying is you should keep your shop open for visitors because until you <laughs> I like that because I'm like here tempting I'm lunch. Oh yeah, yeah I'll say lunch and you miss yeah. all the prospects for your business. Exactly. <laughs> and so um instead of being out for lunch for an indefinite period of time, just be transparent with the person that you're giving your attention to. I kind of have a, a way of looking at it like a person that wants all my attention would do a damn good job to make sure that nobody else gets my attention in time. So that's how I'm trying to do <laughs> I'm trying that's to kudos. meet that kind of man where he's so enamored by me and spending time with me that he won't let there be an opportunity for someone else to date me. Take I like me that. But how yeah. would you take that early on? Like what stage? Is there a stage where you think that he can input that or you just want it straight from the jump where it's not almost not necessarily scary, but it's like, wow, this person's really into me so quick. And you're still in that liking stage. Like how do, how do you uh, separate the two and just know, Hey, is this person really kind of like cuckoo or you know what? This person's really into me. And is it like a chance that you take or. Um, I feel like we do a pretty good job with, you know, using our internal instincts to weed out the kooky people that just, you know, fall in love with everybody. Um, <laughs> but I think um, I wouldn't necessarily say that someone that's giving you meaningful, substantial attention is someone that's head over heels for you. He just probably is really trying to get to know you in a way that is meaningful for the both of you. Because surface level, like, once it dies down, it is extremely hard to revive, but if or interest rather surface level interest. But if you like someone and you've already gone through like those first three levels of getting to know them, and you've gotten to that like category, but y'all haven't settled on like what y'all are moving to, like that that that's savable. Even if it's a few days that pass or a week, which is probably the max, you should not try to hit somebody up after a week of not talking to them and think you know, everything's going to be legit and same way it was a week ago. <laughs> well, for me, I like, if you, I don't want you to come on too strong, but I want the energy. I, I it, To me, it's supposed to get better, right? So somebody comes and they're doing this and doing this and doing that and doing that. And months later, you don't get that anymore. You're like, well, what, what changed? So I'd rather you come. Sustainability is what you're talking about. Okay. So I think that goes into the, conversation of things that you like that the person's doing so for example if you like to if you're one of those women that like to get the good morning text message or good night text message express that to the person because they may not know how much that small act of kindness is having an impact on your liking them so you can just be like, you know what? I'm really happy that you, you messaged me and a good morning message. It really started my day off on the right foot. You know, just saying something 
to let them know that this is something that I like and I hope you can sustain it. And if that gives them an opportunity to set it straight that they cannot, that they can't do it every morning, and you have to be okay with it because they at least are being transparent and communicative with you to let you know that this is something that's not sustainable. And if they skip a day or two, don't like come for their head. <laughs> well, absolutely, because I absolutely agree that I I'm definitely not the person to. Uh, oh, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. I don't want to be in a relationship like that at all. I just want the same energy. So I don't necessarily want a text message, but I want to communicate. And I don't think communicating every single day is is possible, especially if you have a business. If you have something going on in your life and you can make time, but I don't see us being on the phone for two hours oh, every yeah. night. Yeah, not every night. That, <sighs> that, 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 yeah. Would, that would be a lie. That's a lot to sustain. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, I feel like those kind of things can't be decisioned on unless it's happening at that moment. Like, you know, there's been so many times where I'm like, oh, heck no, we cannot be on the phone to three in the morning ever again. Like, that's crazy. We are not <laughs> high school kids. We got responsibilities. I got to get up in the morning. And here it is, day two, I'm doing it again, day four. And I'm just like, yo, it's just because yep. you're so and I'm enjoying this and all those rules I had got thrown out the window or to caution so it, it really feel like it should just happen organically but you know definitely know your boundaries on setting that expectation even if you just say hey you know I'm doing this just purely because it's been enjoyable this is not something I can sustain <laughs> oh absolutely I totally agree but one thing I've just noticed and just with the dating game is that um, and just hearing from my friends and colleagues and stuff on social media is that a lot of women do want more from a man that they can even provide for themselves. So I know going into a relationship that um, I do expect certain things, but what I expect from a man, I want to pr- be able to provide as well or close to it. I know I can't do everything, but a lot of stuff is one-sided nowadays. And I think that I read a post recently where a guy was like, look, the dating game and going to lunch and dinner and tea is the waste of his money, especially just to get to know someone and determine whether or not they like each other. So how do you feel about you getting to know someone, you guys are going on the first date, who pays who, do you expect him to pay or how does that work? Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. Okay. So who picks up the bill? Who, going Dutch, you know, all these things. I am definitely on the side of the tradition of a man courting a woman, including those initial dates. But I personally am not an eater. Like, if you want to go on a date with me, especially an initial date, it's not going to be to dinner because most of the time I'm not really satisfied with food because I have to eat. And also, I just don't feel like it's a great opportunity for us to be like active. I prefer like an activity or, you know, hanging out and talking, like something even as corny and cheesy as going bowling or playing pool or, you know, playing a game. <laughs> I mean, a good old fashioned board game, like that would be appropriate for me because it's less contentious, it's low key, no one has to really, you know, come out of their pocket too much to have a good time getting to know the other person. Now, I agree. Mm-hmm. 
I do have to say on the flip side of that, I will not date a man that will encourage going Dutch. Like, I just feel like that there's a, there's a bigger underlying issue with, <laughs> with that. And I know some people are going to come from my head on this, but I don't desire to have a man like that. It might be for somebody else, but it is positively not for me. If you want us to go get, you may need to evaluate the type of woman that you're looking for because it's not me. <laughs> and you can just okay. frank with guys about it. Like, I don't expect you to pay for everything because I'm a, a, a accomplished woman. I can pay for things. But I do want to be able to interject when I feel like it and say, babe, I got the bill. Or I got this this time. You got it last time. But if you expect me to do it, <laughs> just because it is, and that's a whole different conversation. And I'm just not well, going to just like well, boxes right in there. <laughs> yeah. And for those reasons, um, alone, I've always carried cash or credit. Like I, I would always be able to pay for my own bill. But is it is good to know that if you're going on a date, that your man or your potential man can pay for it. Yeah, it's 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 almost like um um a leveling up like the man there's different I'm sorry the my dog's loud <laughs> there's different levels as we get older in life and we level up differently somebody might be in a season where they can't really afford to pay for dates so in my opinion they, they shouldn't be dating for, they, they could date or they need to be really creative on how they're gonna go on these dates like I you, agree cannot afford to take a girl out for a meal you better very well tell her on this like amazing you know walk in the park or you know whatever it is you just need to be creative with your budget and that is absolutely correct where you can't even be creative or you don't have the capacity to think creatively then you probably shouldn't date you need to really work on your plan on getting you together I but, agree. I absolutely agree with that because I've I've been there and it's like, wait a minute. I paid for half we went um there was a situation where we went out to we went to eat and I paid for the for lunch and then we went somewhere else and he paid for that and he's like, Oh, you know what, I, I can't keep doing this and I'm like can't can't keep doing what? <laughs> <laughs> Because we went back and forth about dinner, uh, lunch, and I was like, no, 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 so it's okay, you paid last time, and I'll, you know, pay this time. And, um, yeah, when he said that, I was like, oh, you shouldn't be dating. I mean, and then it's, then it's the way that he said it to you. Like, like um, fellas, if you're listening to this, we can handle a hard message. As much as us women out here are emotional, quote-unquote, we can handle a hard message if it's presented appropriately if he just simply said like you know I appreciate you taking care of it this time because you know I've been kind of trying to figure out how to keep up this momentum um, of the dating and going out to eat and you know have a adult conversation with you about it you probably wouldn't have felt any type of way about it <laughs> um you know what honestly I would respect him more and we would figure it out <laughs> exactly because we would figure it out comes down to like how you communicate and what your message is that people Absolutely. react to. 100% agree with that. Because I had a similar situation um, not too long ago 
and I think the best way I can explain this without telling too much of the business is the person's in a definite transition, and I knew this, and so I thought by, you know, doing something very inexpensive, we'd be able to accomplish, you know, an opportunity to see how we date and go on a, a, a meal date, which I don't even do. And it turned out really, really weird. Like, we went to go get food. You know, I thought we were going to split a lunch meal because it was lunchtime. And, you know, he wasn't on board with that. He wasn't even tracking with what I was trying to do. And so he ended up getting the meal. I got a meal and an appetizer. Yes, I am that guy, that girl um, guy. So heads up, I do get appetizers. <laughs> and I got a drink. So my total for my wings, my drink, and the appetizer was like $35. And his meal came out to like $40. So we're talking about $48, I think, total. Mm-hmm. So, which is cheap for a lunch date. For two people. Yeah, I would agree. Right. And so when it was time to pay... I could feel the energy change. So I just said it, just testing the waters. Hey, um, are we paying our own for our own food or you got this? And he was like, we have to pay Dutch. And I was like, don't knock us that we have to. And I'm like, whoa, 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 why do we have to? It's $48. There's no way we have to do it. But okay, I'm not going to throw a stink about it. I know it's not a big deal, but... After that date, I did ask him about it the next time that we talked. And he was like, well, you know, it was your idea. I didn't think it was a big deal that you had to pay for your food. It wasn't like it was a formal day. We just went and grabbed lunch, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's not that. I was like, it's telling where you are in your life. And I I don't need to be in your financials being this early into getting to know you. But it's telling where you are and how you can date. You probably can't date a woman like me because if that – was unaffordable for you. How are you going to take me on a real day where it's like in the $100 bills? (laughs) So, long story short, he knows that we'll never, ever do that. um, He probably should evaluate his decision-making days prior to seeing someone that he's interested in because there is always a possibility, fellas, that if you're seeing a woman, platonic, getting to know, having sex, whatever it is, there may be some money involved to eat, go do activities, things like that. I'm not saying you need to go buy her a Chanel bag, pay her bills, things like that. I'm talking about just regular, normal dating stuff. So if you can't do that minimum, you should not be dating. Fair. I agree. <laughs> and uh, as a uh, like for myself I for sure if I'm ever in that situation I got myself you know what I mean like I would be okay I just have to make that decision based and then you know and I'm happy you followed up with that conversation so you know exactly as to why and you can make your decision from there so that was good that you follow up and not assume oh yeah most definitely I actually don't believe in um not having a resolution even if it's not a different outcome like me and this person could continue just to be friends only. And I would be okay with that as long as I instilled something in him and he gave me something to run with as well. 
And I know for a fact, just from that interaction, that I could not date a man at, that's uh, at not a certain level because that would be unattractive. And I know that I have the internal capability of emasculating a man, and I don't want to do that because I'm already an alpha-type personality, and I'm very assertive, and I'm very, you know, boss-like. So I that's the last thing I want to do is is emasculate him about his financials. Well, with that said, as far as being assertive and boss-like, how do you feel that works in the relationship? Do you have it where it sometimes you don't present that or is it always that way or? Oh, good one. Um, you know, it, it, it shines brighter whenever I'm with someone that may be less of a boss, if that makes sense. Like if I'm talking to another alpha type personality man, then there's no way that my female alpha type personality would outshine his alpha man personality. And it's bittersweet because I do like a man man. And um, I know sometimes I can be a very aggressive and assertive type of woman for a man that's less than alpha. And so it, it really depends on the man's personality. If you're an alpha man, holler at me because I know that me and you can get along. We might bump heads here and there. But it'll be out of respect. Um, and then for the men that are less alpha type, just prepare if you do want to talk to an alpha type, assertive, boss-like female, that she's not meaning any ill intention whenever she's being herself. It's just that this is, um, it is it's going to be a challenge for you both to understand your, your personality strengths and weaknesses when coming together as a unit. So someone's going to have to take the L in each scenario. And sometimes it is us alpha women because we, we do like to allow a man to feel like he's winning because it benefits us at the end of the day as well. What about you? I'm curious, like, have you dealt with someone that kind of challenged your personality to be less of you? Did I lose you, Denise? Uh-oh. I think I lost Denise, you guys. So I'm going to end this right here, and we'll try to pick up where we left off next time. I hope y'all enjoyed this, though.